this episode of What's in the Story, we will be talking about Yu Yu Hakusho and Demon Slayer. Viewer discretion is advised. There may be spoilers. Welcome to What's in a Story, your one-stop shop for two random people critically assessing various forms of media and talking like we're actual experts. I'm Fat. I'm Mega. Welcome to today's show. Top, today's topic is art and animation versus plot-driven storytelling. We will start with, can you make a good story with heavy art and animation without much deep plot? First, we're going to be talking about how good animation and art is very important to get people interested into the series to begin with, but it's hard to keep people interested just through animation. Our first point is a show called Demon Slayer, which is about Tanjiro Kamada trying to get revenge for his family that was killed by demons. Demon Slayer got very popular last year because of its animation and art style. Studio Ufotable did a fantastic job uh, converting the manga into an anime, but the anime and manga did have some fundamental problems, including its story, its characters, and its plot in general. Like Mega stated, the animation and art are beautifully done. It is very fluent in how it animates all the fight scenes and sword animations, which can be hard to do in anime. It makes sure you are so drawn into how everything looks, which could be a cover for how bad the story is. It is. <laughs> uh, I personally... We. I, yeah, I guess both of us don't like it. But I really do not like Demon Slayer. I think it is bad. I cannot wait to get chastised by the three people who watch this. So, Demon Slayer has a problem. And it's everything that makes up a narrative. So, the basic outline of the plot isn't too bad. Tanjiro, his family gets killed by Muzan. And he wants to go on a revenge a trip of vengeance to kill Muzan. That's that's very traditional. It's it's pretty basic. I don't see anything wrong with that. But Tanjiro as a main character, how do I say this nicely? I don't. He sucks. He's extremely flat and has no real drive except I want to be good. He is the paragon of good in a way that is not interesting. He's like classic Superman, except he doesn't have the immense power to give the whole world of cardboard speech. Tondro has no depth to his character. He is basically, I am good person. I will empathize with anyone, but I will kill demons. Which is not interesting. And half of his character is, is basically, I'm good person. Other half of his character is, I smell good. Well, he doesn't smell yeah, good. He doesn't he, smell. He can smell His well. His sense of smell is extremely good. Yes. Which is somehow a character point for him. It is. Uh, he can smell where to cut you, which on its own, it, it's anime. It's a weird power. I'm fine with it. No. Uh, the power system in, in the series, I think, is fine. Like, I don't really have too many problems with it. Yeah, uh, I think the power system is done. It's not the most complex I've seen. Or well done, but it it works. But all of the training arcs suck, except for the very first one, uh, which you haven't read the manga. Yeah. I have read enough of the manga to know that I hate the series. I kept trying to give it more shots, and it just didn't work. You, you've watched Mugen Train, yes. right? Yeah, I have read that part of the manga, so we can more or less discuss it. Yeah. The best part of the series is Ren Goku uh, and Inosuke. Yeah. Mostly Inosuke. 
Inosuke, unfortunately, and this is kind of spoilers for the for the manga, but like not anything specific. Inosuke gets worse, and it's so sad because Inu- because Inosuke really carries certain parts of the season of season one. He's this chaotic character that just is rambunctious and crazy for fun because it's fun to watch and it's fun for him to do that. It he doesn't need exact reasons behind every single thing he does. He just wants to do it because it's fun. I'm not going to spoil what happens to him in the manga for anyone who, you know, wants to watch it. Uh, he mellows out and his purpose sucks. Yeah. And then there's Zenitsu. Why do people like Zenitsu in general? Zen- people like Zenitsu. Yeah. I don't understand. He is a whiny crybaby, and there is no redeeming quality that he has, and he's the only character that gets better. Yeah. The he, only character. He constantly is just crying about every little thing. And there's characters like that in masterpieces like One Piece. We have... Shirahoshi. Shirahoshi yeah, she, cries a lot. Yeah. But, but her character arc is specifically about overcoming yeah. that. And while that's kind of Zenitsu's arc too... He, it's it's not the same because yeah. he's always annoying. And Jirohoshi is like one of the worst characters in One Piece, if you ask me. Which isn't saying a lot because every character in One Piece is fantastic. But it's like, crybaby characters are fine to have. But he cries so much that he literally passes out. And that is the only time when he gets cool scenes. And he has probably one of the coolest sword styles in Demon Slayer but he never uses it unless he's passed out. It is not interesting. Also, the plots are basic and are extraordinarily repetitive. Even if you look at just the two latter arcs of season one, uh, where it's the... The, the scene where they... I mean, the arc where they meet Zenitsu and Inosuke uh, with with the demon that has all the drums yeah. on him and the one in the forest. While the fight against Rui... Yeah, I think it's Rui. Rui. Is fantastically beautiful. Because Demon Slayer excels, exceptionally excels at its animation and art. Outside of the fight, the arc is not interesting. There's no, like, there's a little bit of mystery, like, oh, this big guy must be one of Muzan's men. No, it's the small kid. And and every demon has to have a backstory, and it has to be tragic, because no one can just be an evil demon, except for the very first few. Yeah. Uh, and that, that can be done well, but it's not okay to reuse the same plot point over and over again. And... They do. They constantly reuse it over and over. They do. And the reason why Mugen Train is the only part that I really like is because there are actual consequences to actions. Yeah. We had a spoiler message at the beginning of this. Rengoku dies. (laughs) Yeah. He straight up dies. And I think that's good for the series and bad because Rengoku was amazing. And probably one of the strongest characters. And we see, oh, if you're not strong enough, you will die. Yeah. And I think that's very good for the series. And Mugen Train in general is fairly interesting. 
But I gotta say, it's one of the only few good arcs in the entire series. Because the rest are basically, oh hey, a demon either invades a place, or we attack a demon, they have a tragic backstory, they die. Uh, and it's just not interesting. Mostly due to the characters. Like we yeah. said earlier with Tanjiro and Zenitsu, they are not fun to yeah. to be around. And, and they're two of the three main characters you really see in the story. They need to be good when you only really have one-off characters that are here for a couple episodes, but then they go away, and then it's just the three main cast and some demons. If two of those three casts are boring and you don't like them, it makes the story very hard to watch. Also, we can't really talk about Nezuko as a character because she's not really a character. Yeah, she just kind of makes noises and then beats people up. That's her character. Yeah, she's not really a character as much as she's an icon. Because, like, a mascot is the word I'm, I'm looking for. She's just there for people to be like, Oh, hey, it's Nezuko. Oh, look, she's cute. Or, oh, hey, she's kicking that guy's head off. Uh, and as much as I love watching her kick a guy's head off, uh, it's not enough for her to be a, a real character. Yeah. And she is a walking motivation for Tanjiro. Because and Tanjiro, a big motive for Tanjiro is to cure his sister, who has now become partial demon. No, she's, most, she's a straight up demon. Straight up demon. Yeah. Uh, so he's working on finding a cure for her, and that's really his main motive right now that's 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 it also that you randomly stumble upon a person who can actually do that uh in the first season yeah and it's like oh yeah you just have to you know gather blood from all of uh muzan's top guys that makes sense yeah that's all they need to do which is not a great flat Great complex story. It's very simple. And, and here's the thing. You don't need a complex story if it's a competently yes. told story. But everything is just kind of slapped together and we're supposed to accept it. Like things just happen. And there's no reason for half of it to happen. And it's just hard to watch. And the whole main character problem is something that Shonen have had before. I'm looking at you, My Hero Academia. Uh, Midoriya, frankly, is not that interesting. He does get interesting. Yeah. He gets more interesting. But, but like, at this point in the anime, he's not that interesting. He's very boring. Like, but the thing with him is, first, it's an ensemble cast. It's not just a the three amigos. And a mascot. Yeah. It's an ensemble cast, and the side characters in My Hero are really good. Except for Invisible Girl. We don't talk about her. She sucks. Yeah. But this isn't about my hero. Exactly. Demon Slayer. Yeah. But it it's just to say that just because you have a bad character doesn't mean your story is bad. But Demon Slayer has both. Yeah. And it's not a well-told story, and the characters don't make up for the lack of well-done story. They're simple, basic, and just quite lacking, which is hard to make up that all of that with animation, even though it's so well done, it's hard to stay interested in the story when it's just, hey, cool animation. But one thing that we have to give to the series 
is that first, it looks gorgeous. And second, that gorgeousness kept us watching for a season and a movie. Yeah. I will give them that. It is beautiful. If you just turn your brain off... And don't mute, really care about the story. Yeah. Mute every time Zenitsu comes on screen. You're good. Yeah. It's beautiful. Everything that happens looks so good. And that's entirely because of the studio that produced it. Studio Ufotable only makes beautiful shows. Yeah. And none of their shows are necessarily that good, honestly. Yeah. The Fate series is fun and all. But, you know, sometimes sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't think the problem with Demon Slayer necessarily translates to Fate. But I think Ufotable really had to carry this show On with, its, animation, with its animation. Which we've said a hundred times, and I will say it a hundred more times. It is very well done. All the characters use swords. And they have these effects with their different styles of how they use swords. Tanjiro has this beautifully done water style which looks like a old it, Japanese yeah. painting style in this very high definition animation which gives it a very nice contrast that is very beautiful to look at and how it arcs across the sky as he swipes his sword. And they they do something that is actually very new to anime which was first really done well in Attack on Titan which is implementing 2D characters in 3D backgrounds. And they do it so well in the series that it's almost seamless. They do, I believe they do it in the fight against Rui, yeah. uh, where Tanjiro is cutting the strings. Yeah. And it is absolutely the most beautiful shot I have ever seen in animation. I, I do think there is a show that looks better than Demon Slayer, but it's entirely my own personal opinion. It's Mob Psycho 100. I will talk about it literally every episode. <laughs> but Demon Slayer is absolutely 100% one of the best looking shows to ever come out ever. Yeah. But it falls flat in so many areas. That it's hard to make it a good story. It's, it's hard to call it a good series. Clearly, that hasn't really stopped anyone from uh, reading the manga and everything because uh, it beat out One Piece last year yeah. by like 10 times. And it was massive. Every time Amazon gets a restock of the manga, it is sold out in minutes. People absolutely love this story. I think they're wrong, but they do. Everywhere you go to buy the manga, it is sold out in minutes. It... It does very well, and the anime, which could be definitely held up by the animation art, but based on the, how the manga sells, it, it has a huge part to do that with people, and it is one of the most popular anime of last year. It absolutely it, is it, the most popular. It got number one, I believe. Yeah, up up there, I would say next would be like Jujutsu Kaisen, which, which is... We'll Jujutsu talk. Kaisen's way better. Uh, but so many it it was not as popular. Also, yeah. it only had like it all, it didn't have very many episodes yeah. last year because a lot of it came out this year. Uh, but Demon Slayer absolutely slaughtered the box office uh, yeah. and the manga sale office. I don't know. If, I don't what know is the it. version of that? I don't know. Uh, volume sales, I guess, yeah. and. We both believe that it is mostly to do with just the hype generated from yeah. 
the anime and how it looks. And again, we're not saying there's anything wrong with it looking good. We love that it yeah. looks good. That is why we've watched season one. Yeah, and the movie. I bought. I paid to go watch a movie in theaters just so I could get that experience of seeing that animation art done on a theater screen. I did not, but I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because Mugen Train is my favorite arc. I will go see with you again. Because the art is so good. Okay, we will talk about that later. All right. After the recording. <laughs> and that is pretty much all we have uh, to talk about Tina Slayer. Yeah. So next up, we're going to be talking about uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. One of our favorite shows. Yeah, we are definitely not biased, I swear. And a message from our sponsor. Pencils. Have you ever wanted to write something but went, shucks, I can't write something because I don't have something to write with. Now, pencils. They've been around for, I don't know, an amount of time, so you should probably know what these are, but they're great for writing things. You can write mean messages to bullies, nice messages to friends and loved ones, silly messages like this. Who knows what? The possibilities are endless. You could write Shakespearean plays. Who knows? Whatever. Pencils, use them, write with them. Thank you, pencils, and no, you did not write this down. Unlike Demon Slayer, we have a show with a really good plot, an anime called Yu Yu Hakusho. Basically, it is about a delinquent named Yusuke Yurameshi, as he, in the first episode, proceeds to get killed, and then become the spirit detective and go on wacky hijinks uh, that involve saving the world and shooting things out of his fingers. While the animation leaves a lot to be desired, the plot is very engaging and the characters have good depth and are very interesting. While the story is phenomenally done, the animation has a lot to desire, as it was done in 1992, so it does not stand up today's standards at all like Demon Slayer does. Absolutely not. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho has a lot of things going for it. Its animation is not it. Frankly, it's not as bad as a lot of shows back then were, but it is hard to compare to shows nowadays. It, it It's like going back to an old video game. Like, have you ever played Final Fantasy VII? No. You haven't. Uh, it's a fantastic game, but it does not look that pretty anymore. Yeah. Uh, and... Honestly, it doesn't really hurt the series at all. Like, No, it def definitely does not. The only place where it actually hurts the series at all is fight scenes. But the fight scenes still have a lot of energy behind them. Yeah. Uh, and it is still very well done, yeah. actually. The characters are done very well. It would The story still is up very high in my standards. The anime is... Number four, number three in my anime collection of like favorites, even though the anim even though yeah. the animation isn't too good. I know what you mean. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Yu Yu Hakusho starts off very interestingly with our main character, who is very apparently a delinquent, who's kind of a jerk. By kind of a jerk, I mean definitely very much a jerk. A jerk. Uh, and he sees a little kid running out into the street. 
after a ball and a car speeding towards him. Uh, so what does this delinquent do? Obviously, he jumps in front of the car. Uh, and I will never forget the words, and Yusuke Yurameshi is dead. In episode one, it's an interesting experience. And automatically more interesting than anything Demon Slayer has. Uh, At no moment in Demon Slayer was I like, oh, whoa. But first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho, immediately, oh, whoa. Thank you for that descriptive uh, interpretation of how you would react. It is how I reacted. That's true. And the first arc is very interesting because all... Basically, he died earlier than anyone in Spirit World detect, uh, expected. Yeah. Not detective. He, that's what he becomes. Yeah. Uh, and they give him another shot at life if he can complete a specific trial. Basically, at a certain point in the day, like at midnight, I believe, uh, he has to get someone who actually cares for him to... Kiss him. Yeah, like a Cinderella. Not Cinderella. Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. We know fairy tales. Like a reverse Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And here's the main problem. No one liked Yusuke. No. Except for his mother, Keigo. Who still didn't. Like she did, but she did not show it very well. She cried and drank too much. That was the main problem. And the first episode really shows character. Like, we learn so much about Yusuke as a character and all of his flaws. Because he is a kind person, but he has anger issues. and Severe anger issues, yes. And he has this idea of himself... That makes him want to fight anyone who opposes him. And it's it's quite interesting to see how that side of him kind of evolves. And like how he begins to open up to people. Uh, specifically uh, Keigo and Kuwabara. Kuwabara's relationship with Yusuke is very interesting. Complicated is yes. the relationship. It is significantly more in depth than any relationship in Demon Slayer yeah. by a lot. I would describe the relationship as a brotherly relationship. Where I, they I agree. care about each other, but they definitely make fun of each other, mess with each other, and fight each other a lot for fun. Yeah, uh, which is a very brotherly type relationship, which we do not see at all of any sort of depth like that. In Demon Slayer. We we get to see all of these characters as people. Unlike Demon Slayer where they're just characters. They are characters who have motivations and sometimes have flaws. But uh, Togashi, who's the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho, goes very in-depth to make us actually relate to these characters. Uh... In ways that most shows just don't anymore. Because we get to see into their personal lives and their family lives. Yeah. And 
we get to understand why they became the way they are. Uh, like Yusuke's mother definitely had a lot of influence on his character because he had to become very independent because she would go off and drink and not come home for long periods of time. He had to take care of her. Yeah. But he also got really overprotective and, and that's why he would lash out when people went after Keigo or even Kuwabara. If someone messed with Kuwabara, he would save Kuwabara and then punch him. Yeah. He would punch the people who fought Kuwabara and then punch Kuwabara because don't be dumb and get yourself in those fights. Yeah. And so far, we have only talked about, like, the first 15 episodes, yeah. if that. And the story grows so much more than that. Absolutely. The the stakes and the scales evolve so much. And even with... Uh, so the first major saga involves Yusuke uh, going up against the Tagoro brothers, specifically the uh, the younger Tagoro. Uh, who is a super strong uh, demon who wants to destroy the world, which isn't actually what he wants, but that's kind of the guys he gives off at the beginning. And it's really interesting to see how that plot, where it is basically just, hey, there's a big bad villain, guess I gotta beat up said big bad villain, evolves into the next arc, with Shinobi or Shinobu uh, Shun, uh, Shinsui. Yes. I believe that was his name. Yes. And the point of that was less. Hey, Sen, Sensui, not Shinsui. Sensui is super strong. It was. Hey, he has the. The tape. The, the Chapter Black. Chapter Black tape. Which was a compilation of every deplorable and inhuman, inhumane thing that humanity has done. And it turns people on their own species. And that was a completely different set of stakes. Yeah. And it's very interesting to see how characters react to either viewing the tape or hearing about the tape. Because even... Uh, Kurama and Hiei, who at this point are like fully fledged good guys, more yeah. or less. They are part of the main cast. They uh, were both demons and did not start out good. No. Yusuke had to fight very hard to make Kurama kind of started off yeah. as sympathetic, but not necessarily yeah, a good guy. Yeah, on their side at least. Whereas Hiei started very bad and oh, just absolutely. wanted to take over the world, but we got to see Yusuke's character show and using it and his strength and what he's learned to beat Hiei and show him, hey, you should be a good guy. It's pretty great over here. And in, in which he proceeded, fine, but it's only because I want to fight you. Really showing his inner Vegeta. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, that's actually a good uh, thing to transition into, that Yu Yu Hakusho has influenced so much of pop culture nowadays include mostly other anime yeah but if you ever uh, look at characters like Sasuke who is super important in Naruto and is one of the most popular anime characters of all time he was based on a mixture between Hiei and in Karapika from Hunter Hunter but Karapika also was made by the same person and it was kind of influenced on the role 
of Kurama. So, indirectly yeah. uh, influenced by Kurama. And it shows that this series holds up. Yeah. In- it still is being influ- influencing things, even though on the surface, with its animation and art just not really having much to it, it looks pretty old and basic. The plot is so good and the characters are so well done that animes today are still being influenced by this show and what the creator made. Yeah, because instead of focusing on, hey, what's the best looking series we can make? Togashi, who in general actually isn't even that good of an artist. If you look at the manga, it's not done very well. Like the art is, or not the art, the story is very done very well. The art is not great. We are probably not the right person. We are probably not the right people to judge this. We neither of us are good at art, but but like relative to other series, uh, it does not look as good. But it doesn't really matter when he can create such a fantastic story and characters. And Hunter Hunt, I mean Yu Yu Hakusho, shows off how well all of its characters are written constantly by putting them in situations that. Like, you really need to understand how these people work in order to understand how they would go through this situation. Uh, because the Chapter Black tape, on its own, raises so many questions. And, like, how would people react to that? Yeah. Yusuke never sees it. But he understands that people are bad. But he chooses to look at what they've done right or just all the rogues and good things and and sometimes he doesn't even necessarily care about what they did uh it's how they respond to that bad and how people grow and change because Yusuke is a character who was not that good of a person at the mm-hmm. beginning of the series and he evolves he changes he completely understands that people start out bad because of their upbringings or different circumstances they were in but can change and grow and to be this good person and he wants to give that chance that he was given to everyone he meets even the Tagura brothers he tries to make them better and good not he doesn't want to fight them and kill them but they don't really allow him to do that and and he goes through a crisis when he is Forced to kill a person because he has to in order to save all the people he does care about and all of the other people in the hospital. Because I believe the first time he kills someone was in the Chapter Black saga and it was the doctor who was poisoning everyone. And the only way he could stop that is by killing him. And he really has to force himself to do that because he doesn't want to. He's not... A bad person, but Yusuke also has the will to do what is required. He's not some simple character who just automatically does whatever is needed or is, oh, I'm a good guy. I won't, I won't ever kill anyone. While there are good characters who have that role, Batman, it usually that comes from a personal, like, creed. Instead of what Tanjiro is, which is just, oh, hey, I'm a good person. That's my character. Yeah. 
I want to save people, but I, I will kill them. And you can kind of compare Tanjiro and Yusuke in that very way, where, like, they want to help people and save people, but will kill them if needed. But Yusuke is done so much better, and we learn why he's like this, and all these different factors that make Yusuke who Yusuke is, where Tanjiro just kind of starts off as this character where that Yusuke reaches, but Tanjiro just starts there. We don't see all the things that made him like that. Well, Tanjiro also doesn't have the depth behind his actions that Yusuke has. And it's not necessarily that Tanjiro is in a further position than Yusuke is. They're they're just very different. Though their actions kind of have a similar ring to it, where Tanjiro feels bad for the demons that he kills, but he also recognizes that they're demons and they're hurting people, which, which is something that Yusuke kind of does too. But the main problem with Tanjiro is that there is no... There's not necessarily a reason why he kills people, but they're demons. That's why he does it. He thinks demons are evil. Not not all, necessarily, because obviously Nezuko, but, but Tanjiro thinks it is the right thing to do instead of what he needs to do. While Yusuke views killing people as an absolute last resort, and he needs to. If, if he just thinks, oh yeah, that's a bad guy, his first reaction isn't, oh, I have to kill him. It's, it's I want to help them and save them and show them the right way, not, I'm going to end you. More, I'm going to beat them up so they stop doing yeah. what they're doing, and then we can figure out why they're doing that. Because he does what he needs to at, at a given time. If he needs to kill someone, he will. But if he doesn't need to kill someone... He won't. It's it's hard for him to do it. Yeah. Because he he's not some 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 paragon of good who just decides you're evil and therefore you need to die. Because things aren't that black and white. So Yusuke's depth alone makes him a way better character than Tanjiro. Yeah. Also, his personality is a lot more interesting, but that is definitely more subjective. Uh but I'm right. <laughs> and Yu, Yu Yu Hakusho covers every aspect of anime that you could possibly think of in a better way than Demon Slayer does. Yeah. Except for the animation part. And a lot of that has to do with the time it, uh, it was made, but it also has something to do with just the kind of show it is. Because if you look at something like One Piece, I'm not going to go too much into it, but One Piece is a fantastic series that has... Not a fantastic anime. Yeah. Uh, the the news arc's pretty decent in the anime, though they totally messed up Luffy versus Kaido, uh, which I will be always more mad about than most than other people. Uh, <laughs> but even shows like that, which is a lot more applicable to Yu Yu Hakusho's like genre, they still don't have very good animation. Yeah. And it's because studios invest so much time into making them like. Long running yeah. and hey, how can we you Plot know driven and well mostly it's how can we you know make this and make the money off of it while working on smaller things and try and milk as much money out of that as possible and I think that's a bad practice honestly uh, but it it really 
doesn't make that big of a difference when you're a series as good as Yu Yu Hakusho. And and at least they didn't add a bunch of filler and all that stuff, which would horribly mess up the series. But the animation itself may have been really good in 1992. It's not 1992. Yeah. We, and it wasn't, we didn't watch it in 1992, obviously, because we weren't alive. But, and it wasn't even our first anime we watched. We had watched several other things before. So we had lots to compare it to. And the animation just isn't as good. But, but that doesn't change the fact that we love the series yeah. so much because of everything else it does right. It doesn't need some big flashy animation. It has really good looking yeah. scenes. It does. And there but... are big scenes where it tries to be flashy, but they aren't as impressive as if Demon Slayer had done it. Because it just doesn't hold up quite the same. But it still has such an impact on the characters and the plot that you really care about every single moment. Yeah, and this isn't a discussion on new school versus old school. It really is animation versus storytelling. And a show, while it is a visual medium, it can't just look pretty. It needs to have some kind of substance behind it in order to really become something special. And Yu Yu Hakusho did that. Demon Slayer has not. Maybe Ufotable improves upon the manga. Maybe it does. But I think they have a lot more work ahead of them if they want to make Demon Slayer good. So that is our thoughts on the matter of animation versus plot-driven storytelling. Thank you for watching. We will see you in the next episode of What's in a Story, where we're going to be talking about main characters. Bye-bye. Bye.